Section 8 of Talks by Abdul Baha given in Paris by Abdul Baha Abbas. Translated by Lady Sarah Louisa Blomfield. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Talks by Abdul Baha given in Paris by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 8 The Clouds That Obscure the Sun of Truth. For Avenue de Camons, morning of Friday, October 27th. The day is fine. The air is pure. The sun shines. No mist nor cloud obscures its radiance. These brilliant rays penetrate into all parts of the city. So may the sun of truth illumine the minds of men. Christ said, They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. Baha'u'llah has said, When Christ came for the first time, he came upon the clouds. Christ said that he had come from the sky, from heaven, that he came forth from God while he was born from Mary, his mother. But when he declared that he had come from heaven, it is clear that he did not mean the blue firmament, but that he spoke of the heaven of the kingdom of God, and that from this heaven he descended upon the clouds. As clouds are obstacles to the shining of the sun, so the clouds of the world of humanity hid from the eyes of men the radiance of the divinity of Christ. Men said, He is of Nazareth, born of Mary. We know him, and we know his brethren. What can he mean? What is his saying that he came forth from God? The body of Christ was born of Mary of Nazareth, but the spirit was of God. The capacities of his human body were limited, but the strength of his spirit was vast, infinite, immeasurable. Men asked, Why does he say he is of God? If they had understood the reality of Christ, they would have known that the body of his humanity was a cloud that hid his divinity. The world only saw his human form, and therefore wondered how he could have come down from heaven. Baha'u'llah said, Even as the clouds hide the sun and the sky from our gaze, even so did the humanity of Christ hide from men his real divine character. I hope that you will turn with unclouded eyes towards the sun of truth, beholding not the things of earth, lest your hearts be attracted to the worthless and passing pleasures of the world. Let that sun give you of his strength, then will not the clouds of prejudice veil his illumination from your eyes. Then will the sun be without clouds for you, breathe the air of purity may you each and all share in the divine bounties of the kingdom of heaven may the world be for you 
no obstacle hiding the truth from your sight as the human body of christ hid his divinity from the people of his day may you receive the clear vision of the holy spirit so that your hearts may be illumined and able to recognize the sun of truth shining through all material clouds his splendor flooding the universe let not the things of the body obscure the celestial light of the spirit so that by the divine bounty you may enter with the children of god into his eternal kingdom this is my prayer for you all religious prejudices october twenty seventh the basis of the teaching of baha'u'llah is the unity of mankind and his greatest desire was that love and goodwill should live in the heart of men as he exhorted the people to do away with strife and discord so i wish to explain to you the principal reason of the unrest among nations the chief cause is the misrepresentation of religion by the religious leaders and teachers they teach their followers to believe that their own form of religion is the only one pleasing to god and that followers of any other persuasion are condemned by the all-loving father and deprived of his mercy and grace hence arise among the peoples disapproval contempt disputes and hatred if these religious prejudices could be swept away the nations would soon enjoy peace and concord i was once at tiberius where the jews have a temple i was staying in a house just opposite the temple and there i saw and heard a rabbi speaking to his congregation of jews and he spoke thus o jews you are in truth the people of god all other races and religions are of the devil god has created you the descendants of abraham and he has showered his blessings upon you unto you god sent moses jacob and joseph and many other great prophets these prophets one and all were of your race it was for you that god broke the power of pharaoh and caused the red sea to dry up to you also he sent manna from above to be your food and out of the stony rock did he give you water to quench your thirst you are indeed the chosen people of god you are above all the races of the earth therefore all other races are abhorrent to god and condemned by him in truth you will govern and subdue the world and all men shall become your slaves do not profane yourselves by consorting with people who are not of your own religion make not friends of such men when the rabbi had finished his eloquent discourse his hearers were filled with joy and satisfaction 
it is impossible to describe to you their happiness. Alas, it is misguided ones like these who are the cause of division and hatred upon earth. Today, there are millions of people who still worship idols, and the great religions of the world are at war among themselves. For one thousand three hundred years, Christians and Muslims have been quarrelling. When with very little effort their differences and disputes could be overcome, and peace and harmony could exist between them, and the world could be at rest. In the Qur'an, we read that Muhammad spoke to his followers, saying, Why do you not believe in Christ and in the Gospel? Why will you not accept Moses and the prophets? For surely the Bible is the book of God. In truth, Moses was a sublime prophet, and Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. He came to the world through the power of God, born of the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mary, his mother, was a saint from heaven. She passed her days in the temple, at prayer, and food was sent her from above. Her father, Zacharias, came to her and asked her from whence the food came. And Mary made answer, from on high. Surely God made Mary to be exalted above all other women. This is what Muhammad taught his people concerning Jesus and Moses, and he reproached them for their lack of faith in these great teachers, and taught them the lessons of truth and tolerance. Muhammad was sent from God to work among a people as savage and uncivilized as the wild beasts. They were quite devoid of understanding, nor had they any feelings of love, sympathy and pity. Women were so degraded and despised that a man could bury his daughter alive, and he had as many wives to be his slaves as he chose. Among these half-animal people, Muhammad was sent with his divine message. He taught the people that idol worship was wrong, but that they should reverence Christ, Moses, and the prophets. Under his influence, they became a more enlightened and civilized people, and arose from the degraded state in which he found them. Was not this a good work, and worthy of all praise, respect, and love? Look at the gospel of the Lord Christ, and see how glorious it is. Yet even today, men fail to understand its priceless beauty, and misinterpret its words of wisdom. Christ forbade war. When the disciple Peter, thinking to defend his Lord, cut off the ear of the servant of the high priest, Christ said to him, Put up thy sword into the sheath. Yet, in spite of the direct command of the Lord they profess to serve, men still dispute, make war, and kill one another, and his counsels and teachings seem quite forgotten. But do not therefore attribute to the masters and prophets 
the evil deeds of their followers if the priests teachers and people lead lives which are contrary to the religion they profess to follow is that the fault of christ or the other teachers the people of islam were taught to realize how jesus came from god and was born of the spirit and that he must be glorified of all men moses was a prophet of god and revealed in his day and for the people to whom he was sent the book of god muhammad recognized the sublime grandeur of christ and the greatness of moses and the prophets if only the whole world would acknowledge the greatness of muhammad and all the heaven-sent teachers strife and discord would soon vanish from the face of the earth and god's kingdom would come among men the people of islam who glorify christ are not humiliated by so doing christ was the prophet of the christians moses of the jews why should not the followers of each prophet recognize and honor the other prophets also if men could only learn the lesson of mutual tolerance understanding and brotherly love the unity of the world would soon be an established fact baha'u'llah spent his life teaching this lesson of love and unity let us then put away from us all prejudice and intolerance and strive with all our hearts and souls to bring about understanding and unity between christians and muslims end of section eight